Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1480. Is your relationship emotionally abusive? Six sure signs. And mental health care, supporting your loved one. By Susan Chanderban of ChanPsych.com. Hello, everybody, and happy Sunday. I'm Greg Audino, your host and narrator, back with you once again here on ORD, this time with two slightly shorter yet highly important posts courtesy of Susan Janderban. There's a lot to get through today, so let's keep this intro nice and short as we dive into our first post and start optimizing your life. Is Your Relationship Emotionally Abusive? Six Sure Signs by Susan Janderban of ChanPsych.com The signs of physical abuse in a relationship are hard to miss. They aren't always easy to talk about or deal with, especially when you truly care about your partner. But they're more difficult to ignore and often more obvious than others too. Emotional abuse, however, is not always as easy to spot. You may be so used to it that you think it's a normal part of a relationship, or you might be too nervous to admit that you're being abused. Unfortunately, emotional abuse can be just as damaging as its physical counterpart sometimes even more so. Physical wounds heal, but emotional scars can last for years. Emotional abusers are all different, and they all use various techniques to control and manipulate their partners. But there are some common signs of emotional abuse to be aware of. Let's cover a few of them so that you can determine if you're in an emotionally abusive relationship. Number one, your partner is dismissive. Everyone wants to feel seen, heard, and validated in a relationship. While disagreements are normal, It's not normal or okay for your partner to routinely dismiss your thoughts, feelings, and opinions without discussion. If you've grown to feel like you don't have a voice in your relationship because your partner disregards everything you feel and say, that is abuse. It's a form of them trying to control the relationship and you. Number two, they talk down to you. Perhaps the only thing worse than being dismissed is being talked down to. Successful relationships are about two people working together as partners. If you're in a relationship where someone talks down to you and treats you like a child, that isn't healthy. Again, it shows that they want full control and power, and they want you to be submissive to their every demand. Number three, extreme jealousy. Does your partner get upset or jealous whenever you go out with your friends or family? Do they question where you went and everything you did after spending only a few hours away from them? Extreme jealousy or possessiveness is another form of emotional abuse. When your partner feels like they're not in control, even for a short time, they can use their anger to make you feel guilty about doing things you enjoy or spending time with others. They might even badmouth your friends and family, isolating and encouraging you to not spend time with them. Number four, shaming you in front of others. Maybe your partner doesn't discourage you from going out with people, but they insist on going with you. Do you dread when this happens? If so, ask yourself why. Do they embarrass you or shame you in front of your friends or loved ones? Emotional abusers often have no problem insulting or demeaning their partners, regardless of who is present. That can be embarrassing and traumatizing for you. It's also a red flag that it may be time to get out of the relationship. Number 5. Intimidating or Threatening You 
Maybe your partner has never laid a hand on you, but you live in constant fear that they will. Even if emotional abusers don't get physical, they can make frightening threats about hurting you and use those threats to intimidate you. Maybe they raise their voice, destroy belongings in your house, or even threaten you with weapons. Even if they never have any intention of physical harm, instilling that kind of fear in someone can be traumatizing. Number six, they control everything. Does your partner control the finances in your house? Do they prevent you from making decisions about your life, including choices about work, school, and who you spend time with? Emotional abusers are all about control. Often they're so insecure, control is the only thing that helps them feel secure. But they can never have enough control. And the more control they have, the weaker you're likely to feel. No one deserves to experience abuse of any kind. If any of these signs of emotional abuse sound familiar, understand that you're not alone. You don't have to remain in this relationship. You deserve to find freedom and peace. Mental Health Care, Supporting Your Loved One by Susan Chanderban of Chansike.com Mental health issues are prominent in millions of people across the country. Thankfully, some of the stigmas surrounding mental health are starting to disappear. Those who are struggling can finally get the help they deserve. If someone you love is dealing with a mental health issue, it's important to provide them with support. Still, you may not know exactly how to do that. Even if you have the best of intentions, there are plenty of things you can do that might not be helpful. Unintentionally, certain approaches could even end up making things worse for the person you care about. So, to avoid unintentional distress, how can you support a loved one when they're struggling with their mental health? Let's cover some practical ideas and solutions that can help. Educate yourself. One of the biggest mistakes people make is getting the wrong information about mental health. Educating yourself and learning more is great. It's something you should do. But there's so much misinformation out there that you have to be careful what you read and believe. Make sure your sources are reliable when you're trying to learn more about things like anxiety, depression, etc. Some good places to start include the National Alliance on Mental Illness and the National Institute on Mental Health. When you start to learn more about mental health, you'll better understand signs and symptoms, potential causes, and treatment options. This will make you better equipped to help a loved one without exacerbating their struggles. Listen to their concerns. It's not always easy for those with mental health conditions to open up. They might be nervous to talk about what they're dealing with, and that's why it's important to be open and available whenever they want to tell you their thoughts and feelings. Be an active listener. Encourage them to open up and be honest. Validate their feelings and let them know that they're not alone. Sometimes a listening ear and a few supportive words can go a long way when someone feels mentally unwell. Plus, listening is another way to educate yourself on your loved one's specific condition. Don't be their therapist. Listening to your loved one is crucial. Letting them know that you're there for support is even better. But you don't have to, nor should you, step into a therapy role. One of the best things that you can do for someone with mental health struggles is encouraging them to get help. Conditions like anxiety and depression don't typically go away on their own, but they can be managed with the help of a therapist. Your loved one might feel nervous or unsure about getting help. As part of their support system, encouraging them should be one of your top priorities. It's another area where you should do your research, not for yourself, but for them. Let them know the benefits of therapy and how it could help them truly start to feel better. Because you're someone they trust, they may be more likely to finally seek out treatment. It's not easy to see a loved one struggling with mental health, but you would step in to help if you saw them struggling with a physical injury. So make sure that you do the same with mental health issues. 
Even if they don't want to talk about it at first, letting them know that you're there can make a big difference. Educating yourself, listening, and encouraging your loved one to get help are key elements to helping them through their struggles. When you're able to do that, you're truly supporting them in the best ways possible. You're also likely to be one of the first ones to see the positive changes that occur when they do start to get help. You just listened to the posts titled, Is Your Relationship Emotionally Abusive? Six Sure Signs, and Mental Health Care, Supporting Your Loved One, by Susan Chanderban of Chanpsych.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And two really critical posts from Susan. Thanks a lot to her for both of those. And the first one really struck me. And I loved her note about how the need for control often seems uh, or often stems from the emotional abuser's insecurity. It should be said that any type of abuser or aggressor is of course acting from a place of deep fear and a lack of safety within themselves. But when it comes to, you know, say physical abuse, we're a lot more prepared to take action and understand that something is wrong and recognize that we're being mistreated. With emotional abuse, however, it's not so easy. We're more prone to make excuses for someone who just likes to take a lot of control or gets overly jealous. We don't recognize these types of attributes as being as harmful to us as they seem like, you know, much closer relatives of insecurity than other forms of abuse. But we still must remain steadfast in understanding our needs, the respect we deserve, the kindness we deserve, and how to know when to do something about it when those things are being compromised. So be aware of the spectrum of emotional abuse, and though you may feel more sympathy for these types of abusers, you certainly don't need to put your own mental health in harm's way for them. Okay, everyone, and that is going to do it for today as we conclude another episode of ORD. This was a great one. Thanks once more to Dr. Susan for letting us share both of these works. And if you want to hear a third article today, go ahead and check out our weekly bonus episode, which is live now as well. I hope to see you there, where your optimal life awaits.